not the best way to start talking, but ironically, that is how most of us men start awkward talking, especially when it's about us and our vulnerabilities. So, if I may, let me take you back four years or so. That was when I think I finally hit the bottom. The shame of it, the embarrassment, the humiliation. I think I turned into a zombie. My wife was starving to death in front of my eyes with an unknown disease. We were going to hospital every other day, sometimes every day. My business quickly crumbled and my lad had just also snapped his ACL again, needing more surgery. I'd stepped away from pro football and the team I did that for to manage in non-league, they were getting relegated at this time and I felt cheated. This could end my football career, the only thing I loved, that I was good at, that got me through all my secret darkest days that nobody knew. I was facing being homeless if I didn't change something really quickly. Our funds had dried up and I'd begun selling anything of value to get shopping and to buy train tickets to London's hospitals. I was being hounded by debt collection and this was from the last time I'd lost my family home. Then I was in this complete haze. I was blind and muffled and we were hit by a fraud. I got stung for many thousands of pounds. The last of what assets and cash reserve our business had was stolen. I'd lost my house before. I thought I'd hit rock bottom before. But this time I felt like I had nothing left. Again, I felt so wronged and deserted by the authorities. I worked out how the fraud had happened and it consumed my life. I was the strong person to people on the outside, the leader, bulletproof. People were coming to me for help. After another day of desperation and acting, I waited till I was on my own and I laid on my office floor and howled in pain. I've never stolen. I've always tried to help people. But now I felt completely deserted, even by some close to me. I knew I didn't want to be in this pointless place anymore that rewards bad people and seems so corrupt and unfair and gives disease and bad luck to the kindest souls. Then after half an hour I stood up. My wife and sons need me, even if it is acting. I'm pretty good at that, because this was years of conditioning. Luck was certainly not something we were blessed with, and if I was going to succeed, I was going to have to find that resilience that got me through all the other crazy situations. The trouble is, every tough object ever known has got a breaking point. So I wrote it all down, and then amazing things started to happen. I shared my journey. It was like coming clean. For me, it saved me. Then, after shrugging off all the shame, my phone started ringing again. My word, this has affected people. In my football and business or working world, others were saying, thanks. Finally, I was feeling like I had achieved something again. So welcome to the new It's McCool to Talk podcast. <laughs> See what I did there? Nice. Uh, where I delve into the huge complex world of professional football, youth development and non-league the reality of working in it, some of the great experiences along the way, and some of the pitfalls, 
I'll bring on guests and cover coaching, scouting, development strategies, EPPP, uh, analysis, uh, performance, uh, working in the game generally, and what it's like for well for the 95.5% of the academy and young professionals who don't make it. I'll tackle some of the topics others are too scared to go to, uh, like how I feel the game at elite level is letting too many young people down. For those that don't know me, which is everybody other than five people in the world, I spent 25 years in football, coaching, managing, in youth academies, scouting, performance, analysis, sports science. Uh, I did some business and jobs to actually pay bills as well, <laughs> uh, because uh, football rarely does that. And I worked at three professional clubs as a, as a coach. Uh, I spent 17 years in, a, in the elite environments of, uh, of academy football with, with the youth. Provided performance analysis and services and equipment to over 50 of the real big, you know, elite in some cases uh, across Europe. I was a first team scout in player recruitment and match preparation at three football league clubs and a youth scout at two professional clubs, one of which is uh, was a Premier League, I think was, was, yeah. And I created a new game, and I delivered that in over 200 schools to over 10,000 pupils, which I'm very proud of, uh, which got us on the, on the news and, and other areas of the media. And I've also spent, as I say, needing to pay bills. I <laughs> uh, spent over 25 years in the audiovisual, tech, video conferencing industry, which I linked to sport and many roles in management, senior management, account management, consultancy, owner, director, and uh, and as part of that, I owned six companies along the way. Some good, some bad. I'll talk about entrepreneurship, leadership, and business in general, the ups and downs, and the reality of trying to survive in a commercial world where it seems so unfairly balanced for the already rich. And at the other end, for everyday people trying to better themselves from the bottom up, crooks are trying to steal from you. Well, of course, they're trying to steal from the rich as well, but they're trying to set traps for failure, and it makes it so hard. I'll talk about the stress and coping with life. I'll question the behaviour of the cruel debt industry and how it seems that the most vulnerable are targeted for more and more money that they don't have. I'll do my best to promote changes in law in this area because for me, nobody should be getting rich off the poor and desperate. It's the lowest form of enterprise. And in all the areas, how do we build the resilience and obtain the tools to keep dusting ourselves down again and again? Let's be honest, I'm acutely aware that I'm right in the bracket of the high percentage of unfortunate, desperate poor people who take their own life. So if we can help someone, it's worth it.